Hey, 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 I am back. Welcome to a new episode of Conversations Beyond the Pew. And I am your too busy of a host and let things get out of control, Reverend Kara Hildebrandt. And we are totally in the midst of Advent in this season of waiting, of getting ready for Christmas. And somehow, the month of November really got away from me uh, with different things, but I am glad to be sitting here and talking with you this morning. So here's what's on my mind, because this is, like I said, the season of Advent, and everything between Thanksgiving and Christmas seems like rush, 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 schedule, schedule, party here, oh my goodness, what do I have to get done, what presents have to be bought kind of season. And this year, because of even my own schedule of going, man, I don't, I don't want to lose any of the meaning. Like I, I want to feel that closeness. I want to sense that awe. I want to be present in the moment. The things that have been on my mind with that of how, how then, not only do I hold on to the meaning of this season, of looking towards Christmas, of God with us, Emmanuel, of, of love coming into the world most perfectly. How do I hold on to that and at the same time begin to create even more meaning? Because last year, I heard it more than I have in previous years of people going, eh, there's nothing different. It's just another week it's just another day. I mean, yeah, we put up Christmas decorations or we see it or there's music on the radio. But there wasn't this sense of that something different or acknowledging that this is a season of waiting, of knowing, of hoping, of sensing that peace and that joy and that love, that there's something different about it. And so it really has got me thinking about how do we create meaning for us this season? And one of the things that I talked about this previous Sunday was anticipation, about what are we anticipating in life, of being very careful, because sometimes when we get into this season, all we anticipate is rush, 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 and maybe we anticipate disappointments. Maybe we anticipate that it's just another day. And so to take a step back and really question what we need to be anticipating and how do we prepare when we have that anticipation, right? If we are going to anticipate that things are going to be busy, then we are going to fill our schedules full and that's what's going to happen. But how do we begin to anticipate and prepare for something different? And on Tuesday of this week, I had a, my Bible study group, and I threw this out to them, a really about what are we anticipating? How are we anticipating something different in this season? Because if we're, if we're paying at all attention to 
Christmas. I mean, the the whole thing about even the word Christmas, that it's Christ and Mass, so that there it, it's a worshipful recognition of Christ and not just a secular holiday, that there is something different about it. But how, what, what are the things we should be anticipating this season? And some of the things that got thrown out was joy, that we should be anticipating joy in this season. Also, we should, we should be anticipating love and warmth. And as we were talking about this, some things came to light that over the years, as we've gotten older or as, you know, we've lost certain people in our lives, as things have changed, that we may have lost some things about this season that are really important, that we have lost that joy, that enjoyment, that we have lost that feeling like it's special or that feeling of closeness that we get from family. And we were talking about, do we have memories about when we were younger, about people getting together and just talking and enjoying and that you got to see people that you don't usually see during the year? And one of them that came to my mind was even though I, I am not uh, a, a lot older, so I, I didn't have as many of those what we hear about of Sunday dinners or of time playing with cousins, there's still a particular period in my life where I can remember that Christmas was the time that you got to see the cousins that you didn't get to see all year around, and it was so much fun to see them and so much fun to talk with them and that you got to do different things. Life was a little bit different. And that we've lost some of that. Uh, Some people talked about in the the Bible study that they had, they feel like it's been lost because of social media or that people are just on their phones. And so we were discussing about how to make a social uh, media free, uh, like Christmas you know, putting our phones down for at least dinner time. You know, they have their place of being able to take pictures and and being able to share with maybe individuals that aren't there, but of really setting aside a time to talk with each other. And, And in that conversation, we moved on then to talking about, well, what has Christmas really become? that it's become this consumerism, right? We fight over TVs the day after Thanksgiving, the day after we have just celebrated that we are grateful for everything that we have and supposed to be content, and yet we we fight over televisions and, and other things because Christmas has become what can we consume, whether it's gifts or food, it's become a holiday where it's it's commercialized and it has moved away from celebrating a child, a child that brought perfect love into the world. And so even as we're grieving the loss of 
something around these holidays of what was or what had been, or maybe we're even grieving the loss of individuals, that what has replaced those things that we have lost is is something along the lines of monetary, of of Santa Claus, instead of recognizing the celebration of a child, celebration of a a very unlikely child, of one born to parents who weren't rich nor had power, a child who brought perfect love into the world. And so even in thinking about that, of refocusing and anticipating, anticipating the fact that we are going to celebrate a child that brought perfect love into the world. And does that begin to reframe some of the things that we do, some of the traditions that we have, some of the meaning that we have, and how do we make brand new meaning? Especially when maybe we have lost certain people in our lives. Um, So the family dynamics aren't the same, or maybe we don't even have family to get together with. How do we begin to make meaning and prepare those traditions and those rituals, new ones even, that help us to anticipate a child of perfect love? And it was... It was fun having that discussion because we came up with some interesting insights out of this Bible study. Um, instead, uh, if if you don't have family or your family is a way of gathering friends, of having a friend's Christmas, what are those individuals that you want to invite over or out? And that instead of giving gifts, instead of that, of asking everyone who gathers with you to bring a story a story of their favorite Christmas or their favorite memory around the holidays, and that's what you begin to share with one another. And then also, maybe you share notes of encouragement. That's what you give to one another. Not only do you give a story to each other, but also just a simple note of encouragement. Or this one, especially for those who are um, maybe a little bit older, because many in the Bible study, uh, because it's in the morning, they are of a, an older generation. Or even if, if you're not older, but you're, you're more in that position of a, a kind of a head of household type, that, that you're kind of the one leading the household, we talked about what it would mean to write a legacy paragraph or even a, a page, just however long you want to make it, that this is the legacy that you want to leave to those that you love, that you care about. What would it mean to sit down and write that? Because my guess is the people that surround you don't actually no, they, they can describe you about the type of person you are, the things that you loved, but what you want to leave behind as who you are and who you are to them and what good things you want to leave behind that, that aren't actually uh, monetary or materialistic, but what is the legacy 
that you want to give to others. And thinking about that in terms as a gift. And so my hope is that that with this discussion of thinking about traditions or rituals that we can begin to do in our own lives, that we can begin to cultivate new and deeper meaning, that we can actually anticipate and celebrate a child of perfect love instead of, well, what did Santa bring you this year? Instead of, well, what'd you get me? Instead of that attitude, we find one of anticipation of perfect love of that joy, of that warmth of drawing together. And so it, it, was, it was kind of interesting to hear where people talked about in their own families how um, for certain ages it's become all about the gifts. And I said, well, you know, is that because that's what we've made it about? We've, we've asked people to make out a list. We've asked children to make out a list. What do you want from Santa? And they make out these huge lists, and then we feel the pressure to, to try to get it all or try to get some of it. But in thinking through, what are ways that we can share with one another that have absolutely, absolutely nothing to, to do with something that we've bought? And so my hope is that this discussion kind of helps each of us in what are the traditions or the rituals that we can start this year, right now? What are the things that we can start that cost us absolutely nothing but draw us into anticipating love and joy and connection with one another? What are the actions that we can start this year? I was I'm a huge fan of the show This Is Us. And on their Thanksgiving episode, it always shows something about why they do a particular thing, whether it's a hat or a particular food. There's a, a reason. There is meaning behind it. And uh, the episode this year... Um, had a new item brought in, and it was a, a shrimp. And, and there was a story behind that. And so what is something we can start this year that brings meaning to this moment but also carries forth into the future, that also brings meaning to others, to those that we love? that helps us center ourselves in a season where we are waiting to celebrate perfect love. My hope is that this has given you something to chew on, something to think about, um, and that you truly have a meaningful spirit of God filled season. May your week be blessed. Have a great one.